Good morning, church. How are y'all doing today? I, uh, if uh, y'all came to see Pastor John, I apologize. Just gives you all the more reason to come next week. The uh, I've I've done this before. Uh, last time, and my mom's in West Texas, and. We sent her a recording of it, but that's about all. So uh, I spent a lot of time at the youth group, and evidently selfies are pretty big. So I'm going to take a selfie, and that way she'll believe that I'm here. Everybody wave at my mom. Okay. I can send that to my mom, and she'll believe that I was really here. I wasn't just uh, making a recording someplace. The, uh, we're gonna we're continuing in our series WWD WWD. Uh, anybody want to guess what that means? I have to always look. Yes, ma'am. It's why we do what we do, and uh, and in that in that vein, and in that series, we're gonna be talking about love. Uh, it's that it's that time of the year. Valentine's is tomorrow. Red if you don't have flowers. Get them. All right, at a boy. So uh, the uh, that's that's right around the corner. It's the it's the day that we set aside for love. What we're going to be talking about today is a little bit different than that. So uh, I'm going to ask y'all to uh, to to get low with me real quick and uh, let's let's open our hearts to God. Heavenly Father, we we come to you this morning with a with a humble heart, Lord. Uh, we're looking for your your guidance, your word, your scripture. Lord, just uh, for the next 30 or 40 minutes, just shut the world out. Uh, open our hearts to your message. Lord, uh, as I move into this message, Lord, keep me out of it and work through me. Uh, don't let me stand on my knowledge, uh, but on on your healing power and your love. Lord, uh, let your message be uh, be heard today and lay it land on the hearts of everyone here. Uh, be with uh, Brother John, Galen, and Tina, and bring them back safely to us, and uh, keep us all. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So, we're going to be, uh, the name of this series is Why Do We Love? And... When you when you start talking about lovely guy, phone. Oh, uh, when we when we start talking about love, I uh, I go back to. Let's be honest. If I said give me a definition of love, who in here could give me one? If you did, we'd probably all have a different definition. I, I'll be honest with you. I love bluebell ice cream. I love Jesus Christ. So, so I just did one of two things there. I either brought Jesus down to the level of ice cream, or I elevated Bluebell to some godlike status. Well, well, we know that's that, that's kind of funny when you think about it. But in our society, we use that word love. I mean, we 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 draw it like a gunfighter. I love this. I love that. I love this. Really, what, what does the Bible say about love? 
the, uh, there's, there's, there's three types of love that we're going to talk about that's in the Bible. The first one is Eros. Uh, you'll find Eros in the Old Testament, Song of Solomon. It's, it's the word that basically talks about sensual, sexual. Uh, it's the root word that we get erotic from. The, uh, the next one we're going to talk about is phileo. Now, phileo is like an association love. It's your compadres, it's your family, uh, things like that. So there's a, there's a city in the New Testament and one in America that that root word actually builds off of, and that's Philadelphia. So if I say Philadelphia, and I said it's the city of, y'all help me out, brotherly love. That's the best definition I can give you for phileo, okay? And, and there's, there's extensive studies for arrows, phileo. We're not going into that. I just wanted to touch those where you'll know there's a difference. The, the love we're talking about is agape. And agape is a selfish, sacrificial, unconditional love. If you'll, uh, if you'll turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians 13, you'll... Uh, we're going to be in there and we're going to talk to our old buddy Apostle Paul and we're going to find out exactly what is this word agape love, what does it mean, what's it stand for, uh, everything else. Just a real quick history, if you'll remember in 1 Corinthians 12, we studied about spiritual gifts, what the gifts are, things like that. In... 1 Corinthians 14, the church at Corinth is kind of having some pretty heavy discussions and arguments about whose gift is better, which one's more important. Well, right smack dab in the middle of it is what uh, is known as the love chapter. And that's 1 Corinthians 13. And so understand historically what's kind of going on. The church at Corinth is struggling on how to use these gifts, who's more important all that kind of stuff, and right in the middle of it, Paul gives us an answer. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Paul's got some, some pretty, pretty bold statements there about you can, you can do all these works, but if it's not in love, you have nothing. So uh, you'll, you'll see in the bulletin, our first point, nothing. Gary checked all the spelling on these. I didn't, I didn't spell them. So. Uh, the, uh, how, do, how does Paul describe uh, things? He's, he's talking about a clanging gong, a noise, static, clashing, things like that. You know, in today's society, I mean, if you be honest, today's society, we, we tend to think celebrities, world leaders, 
uh, athletes. You know, it's kind of like if they're really good at their job, we kind of overlook their morals a little bit. And <laughs> just a little bit, and we, we kind of like, well, okay, yeah, he might have 20 affairs, but man, that guy can, you know, he just won an Olympic gold medal or something. You know, we tend to overlook those things. Well, you know what? Church leaders are no different or anything else. So what Paul is saying is all of these things um, should be done in love. All right, but he still hadn't given us a definition of love. You know, when, when I look at that and I think you're nothing without love, you know, Paul says, I don't care how many gifts you have, how talented, how educated, how knowledgeable, how rich, what you give away, all of that. Without agape, and that's the word Paul uses here, without agape, you're nothing. It brings to, kind of brings to mind uh, a dreadful warning that Jesus gave us at the ending of the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 7, the, uh, Jesus gave us a warning. He said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one that, who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. That's scary. I mean, you, you think about it. I, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm, here's a selfie I took. And you know, as I, as I sit and look at this, oh, we need to do another one. That's almost looking at my nose. But the, uh, as I look at that, I wonder if I'm looking at the face of a man that's going to hell. It's scary when you think about it. It's real easy for us to say, I love, I love, I do this in love. But what's that mean? Because, I mean, I'm standing up here. I'm delivering the, the sermon on Sunday. Uh, I teach Bible study. Uh, you know, we give to the offering. Um, I, I work at the church house, do repairs, all those kind of things. But am I just doing that or is it in love? And is it in agape love? So Paul kind of grabs us by the face here and tells us, but he hadn't really broke down yet what agape love is. So I'm, I'm pretty dyslexic. So what we're going to start talking about is what love is not. So in your, in your handouts, what love is not. And you can tell this is not Brother John doing this because we use like three-letter words and things like that when, when I'm up here, real short to the sweet. But the, the first thing, serving is not love. So, and, and the reason for that is spiritual gifts, as great as they are, I mean, think about it. Everything I just listed, preaching, teaching, giving, uh, painting shutters, raking the leaves, all that kind of stuff. Every bit of that can be done by a pagan. 
I mean, what, what sets me apart from, you know, anybody else that we'd have up here doing that? It's got to be agape love. The, the next thing is knowing is not love. Our knowledge that we have, you know, we, we tend to think, well, he's been to college, he's been to seminary, he's a great Bible scholar, he's a theologian. And, and we, we tend to think, you know, he ought to know what's going on. But we do, do we use our knowledge to, to build people up? Or do we use it to add to our own net worth, to our ego, to our arrogance? Giving is not love. Do we give because it makes us feel better, shows us off a little bit? Or do we do it quietly because God said to do it? I mean, you think about all the philanthropists in the world, and, you know, they're on the news giving millions of dollars, doing all this kind of stuff. Why are they doing it? The, the cool ones to hear about is anonymously somebody donated money. That's probably a lot closer to agape love. The uh, believing. Believing is not love. I mean, the Bible even says that the, the demons believe in God and, and shake and shudder. So I can stand up here all day and I can talk the talk, but do you witness me walking the walk? So believing, believing won't get us there. It, it's not going to. We have to walk the walk. In other words, agape love has to be witnessed in our lives. So let's let's pick back up with Paul. Now he's going to tell us some more and give us. We're going to we're going to kind of peel the onion back a little bit more here on what love is. So I'm I'm picking up in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. We're back on verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable, resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. We're starting to see a little bit about what Paul is saying agape love is. The, uh, in 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1, you'll find, now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possesses knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. It seems like the more we know, the more we tend to you know, puff ourselves up. The more we love, it tends to build up. And build up our brothers, our sisters. The, uh, the next point in there is... How many of y'all in here have ever been someone's child? Raise your hand. Come on, everybody was somebody's kid. Oh no, I know you were. I've got, yeah, I've still got the the debts to prove it. But um, at the end of the day, how many of y'all had a parent, or maybe you were that parent, 
that when your child's going out in public and you're kind of like, hey, you need to behave yourself. You don't need to be an idiot when you get out there. Because you know why? You're, you're my son. You're my daughter. You're representing our family. Well, let me tell you something about agape love. We claim to be sons and daughters of the king. Not a king, the king, Jesus. We need to act accordingly. Think about it. He's not asking for any standard we wouldn't ask of our own family. In public and in private, remember who your daddy is and act that way. Don't envy, don't boast, don't brag, don't do those things. The uh, agape love is a verb. And that verb is, anybody want to know what kind of verb that is? It starts with an A. Action. Thank you, Miss Tony. It's an action verb. That's right. Uh, we should do it. It fits right in there with run, jump. You know, all of those things that means we need to be doing something. So, in that, we, we look at it and, and, okay, so, yeah, you're saying it's a verb. You're saying that uh, we need to act like we believe. Let me tell you a quick story about divorce. Uh, and I know that touches a lot of us in here, myself included. The, uh, but there's a gentleman, and he's wanting to divorce his wife. So he's a church member. He's going all his life. He decides, well, I'm going to go talk to the padre. I'm going to go talk to the preacher about it. And the preacher says, okay, well, what's going on? And he says, well, I just don't love her anymore. And, and the, the, the preacher leans across the table and looks at him and says, what do you mean you don't love her? God commands you to love her. How can you not love her? God commands you to love her. He's kind of like, well, you got me there, preacher. Uh, I guess, at the end of the day, I just can't stand to be around her. Really? Well, how about if she moved next door to you? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, yeah, that, I guess I could think about that. And he says, well, doesn't, that would technically make her your neighbor. And God commands you to love your neighbor. And he goes, well, now, now hang on, preacher. You're not, you're not telling me what I wanted to hear here. And he says, what you don't understand is I can't stand that woman. I don't want to be around her. I don't want her to be in the neighborhood. I don't want her to be in the town with me. And the preacher says, so what you're telling me is she's your enemy. Y'all see where the story's going? God says, love your enemy. God doesn't give us an out on this. It's about obedience. When he says we should love and we should agape, it's not open for discussion. Now whether or not I love Bluebell versus H-E-B's creamy whatever, that's, oh, creamy creation, there we go. That's open for debate. You know it? But agape love is not. It's, it's an action verb and it's based on obedience that we obey. The uh, 
In John 3.16, anybody familiar with that verse? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. There's another little verse after that. It's called 1 John 3.16. Kind of cool how that works together. I like it when stuff in the Bible kind of, you know, 2, 3, 16s are pretty important here. And they're both John's. So in 1 John 3.16, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. How many of y'all think Jesus wanted to die? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to assume that I know what goes on in God's mind. But somehow I can see him sitting around and God is so disgusted with man and what the world's become in sin that he can't even look at us. But he loved enough to send his son. And then when Christ is here, I think in the Garden of Gethsemane, three times, three times, Christ asked to let this cup pass. The cup being the, the suffering, the anguish, the, the full measure of death, the, the atonement for our sins. But in the same prayer, what did Jesus say? Nevertheless, Lord, your will, not mine. That, that is agape love. So, so when we start talking about, well, Jay, you don't understand what he did to me. Or, Jay, this is the, this is the kid in third grade that beat me up and took my lunch money. Jay, th she lied to me. Guys, our model is Jesus Christ when it comes to agape love. And if any time you did, did he willingly lay his hands out on that cross, you bet he did. Did he like it? Probably not. So think about that example as we, as we go forward. And, and, and I hope you're starting to see how agape is kind of shaping out here. The uh, agape love is an obedience, an action verb. It's something we do. It's, it's not something we feel. That's probably arrows or phileo or something like that. Or, you know, I feel good when I see somebody walk in or so. No, this is something we do. And it's you before me. That's a God. What was Christ's example? When he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. When do you do what love does? You feel what love feels. So think about this. A lot of times we, we want to say, and, and you know, me too, I'm 100% I'm guilty of this. You know, I, I could see me liking that person or loving that person, you know, if they'd apologize to me or if they didn't have this bad habit or... You know, if they went to church with me instead of 
not going on Sundays. All of that is us first. But God's plan is when love does what we do, all those good feelings will come later. When you stick your hand out to that person, just out of the blue, and reach out to them, that's agape love. There's no strings attached. There's no nothing else. It's, hey, it's you before me. Let me help. The uh, John 14, verse 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And then later on in John 14 at verse 21, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself in him. Right feelings follow right actions. God commands us to love. Commands us to love your wife. Commands us to love your neighbor. Commands us to love your brother. Commands us to love our enemy. And when you do that, people, the right feelings will come. But if we're stuck in the deal waiting on the feelings to get us to the agape part, it's, it's not going to happen. The, uh, sorry to turn my back on you. If I tried walking through here backwards, we'd have a wreck. So uh, let's get back in our, in our verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 through 13. For we know in part and prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Let's... Let's kind of unpack that a little bit. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. You know, Jesus tells us in the book of Mark that we should receive the kingdom of God like a child. And, and people, I've heard this. There was a time I even said it. God says for me to receive the kingdom of heaven, I should receive it like a child. So that means I don't have to grow. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to disciple. I don't have to learn how to treat other people. I, I just, I accepted it. And what Christ is talking about here, it's a whole other study, but what he's talking about here is a child will believe through faith where an adult will question. And that, that's what he's talking about here. Nowhere in there does he say that he wants you to remain a child. Because there's a difference between childlike and childish. I mean, childish is, uh, you know, hey, he poked me in the eye. Or, hey, he messed me around on that business deal. Or, hey, he lied to me. Or, hey, he owes me money. Or any of that. That's being childish, people. It, it might be truly something there. But maybe if you approach that person and tell them, say, Look, that was a different time, a different place. 
I'm good. Those right feelings will come. And as we grow in, uh, in Christianity, as we grow in agape, that's our deal right there. I'm doing what love does. I'm doing what love does. So now, what does love do? Love forgives. Love puts them in front of you. Anytime you think about how God so loved the world, would you send your children to die? If in that situation, if you're wondering when Jesus says, keep my commandments, what's he mean by that? He means exactly what he says. Because what's the example? He kept his Father's commandment. To love the world enough to die for us. And we know from the Garden of Gethsemane, he didn't want to be there. I mean, it wasn't a party. And he asked, but at the end of that, he said, not my will, but yours, Father. The uh, Number three on our point, I'm growing in love. I hope and pray we all are. Are, are we all there? No. Are any of us there? I, I don't know. I can tell you I'm not. But every day I pray to get better. And it's, and it's real funny how when, when you go through some things in your life, you know, and, I, and if I was an analyst or a counselor or something, I could probably talk about all the different stages where you go through about, you know, disbelief and anger and all. Irregardless of what all those points are, if you give God a chance, it just won't matter anymore. You'll get up in the morning and you'll just kind of like, so, I got real problems. And that kid in third grade that took my lunch money is not my real problem. The, uh, and, and I know, I'm not making light, I know that a lot of us have been hurt. And a lot of us have caused hurt. Verse 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But the greatest of these is, and the congregation said, agape, love. And that's right. The, uh, when, when you think about it, love, love is the gift. We, we talk about spiritual gifts. We talk about all the blessings that God has given us in our life. Uh, all of those things, we, we talk about them, but this is the one gift. What's Paul talking about here about love? Why is it the most important? And it's love is the gift, the fruit that most clearly reveals the true character of Jesus Christ himself. We can tell people all day long who Christ is. We can try to show them. We can get in the Bible and beat them over the head with it. We can, we can do a lot of things. But the one gift God gave us that is a mirror of Jesus Christ is agape love. 
So think about that next time someone pokes you in the eye or somebody wrongs you or whatever the case may be. God didn't ask us to love each other. He didn't suggest us loving each other. He commands it. And I, I can't put that any plainer. Love knows where this will end. And it's a good place. Love sees people not as they are, but how they will be by God's grace. People, the things that I've done in my life, the way I live, do you think for one minute I'm worthy or righteous enough to stand up here and deliver God's word? I'm not. But I have a Savior that covers me. And when, when God looks at me, He doesn't see old Jay. He sees Jesus. I, I can't put that any plainer. He expects us to love each other and not like I love Bluebell, even though that is pretty passionate. The uh, Remember, love sees people not as they are, but how God's grace makes them. So you see me standing before you today, righteous, holy, not Jay, but the blood of Christ that covers Jay definitely is. So I want to ask a couple of questions and we'll get out of here. We'll, I guess, land the plane or park. I'm, I'm more like park the bus. John lands the plane. But So does the lost world see Jesus, agape, love in you? That's in your handouts. And, and that's, that is not a rhetorical question. You need to ask yourself and answer that question. Does God... Does the lost world see agape in us, in you? And you know, I was sitting there making the deal about the selfie, but when I was brushing my teeth this morning or shaving, I was looking at the man in the mirror and I was praying that I become the man God would have me be. So I'm going to ask this question and then we're going to pray. Are you in a love relationship with God? Are you in a transactional business contract with God? Because it's real easy to come down here and show up at church and it's real easy to put money in the plate and it's real easy to play the game. But that's just a transitional contract. I'm asking you today that if you are there in that place, that's fine. Just don't stay there. God wants to have a love relationship with you, an agape relationship. Y'all bow with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the word. Lord, thank you for giving me the strength to get through it. 
Lord, show us on each one of our hearts as we go out of here today. Give us that time to ponder, to look at the questions, to, to dig deep in our, our own soul, Lord, and show us. Show us the, the, the place where we, we should be putting other people first and then us. But Lord, above all of this, your will, show us how to put your will before my will. Lord, I, I pray each person in here takes your message to the streets, moves it from their heart to their hands this week, looks for an opportunity to exhibit, to, to show someone how they're living agape love. And Lord, then the world has a chance to see you through us. Thank you for that opportunity, Lord. Be with everyone, keep them safe, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'll be up here for a little while if somebody wants to talk or ponder, got questions or anything. Uh, you know, maybe we can even get Gary to play some of that old time Baptist music that I like so much. Oh, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, as y'all go and you go out into your work week and everything, please know you are loved.